0: To you here this monday four oaks church pastor paul here good to be back sorry we had to um abort the friday mission of our of our uh pastor devotional circumstances beyond our control but we are back and ready to continue our journey through the book of exodus now, let me pray for us, and then um, let me, let me kind of orient everybody, since it's been a few days, to where, to where we were and then where we're going today. So, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to come and open it and then have you speak to us. Lord, just as you spoke to Moses some 3,500 years ago, you are speaking to us now through your word. Lord, we ask and pray that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive. In your name we pray, amen. So last we saw Moses, he's been in quarantine or moratorium for for 40 years. He's been tending sheep um, out in the, the Sinai desert, and it's as low as low can be, right? He is on the run. He's in exile. He's now tending sheep, which are, which are an abomination to, to the Egyptians and the, and the princely, stately life that he grew up with. But God appeared, appears to him, and we saw this a, a number of days ago, in the burning bush, right? And it's a display of God's holiness and calling out to, to Moses and setting the terms of their worship and their relationship. Well, last time we were, we were together, we then looked at the second part of that passage where god reveals himself by name to moses and remember he had said go go to pharaoh go to the elders tell them that i've sent you and to lead the people and moses is like well who am i to say sent me and and, and obviously he's not asking there like of course he knows that this is god but what he means is you know names were signifiers for mission names were signifiers for char- for character for attributes and they meant something, they stood for something, whether it was a family name or a place name. Well, in the same way, Moses is saying, God, what, what, what should I tell them is the mission? What, what should I tell them is the essence of your revelation to me? And then, then God famously told Moses, right, in verse 13 in chapter 3, and I'm going to read that. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they asked me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, that word I am could be translated, I, I am what I am, or I will be what I will be. But, but what God is wanting to, to note there for Moses, that is that he is the beginning and the end. He is the all-encompassing God. He there there is no other God to rival him. Um, in this name, this self-revelation, by which we now refer to as Yahweh. Okay, so every time in the Old Testament you see this capitalized word for Lord, that's the Hebrew word for Yahweh. It was understood by the Jews in the Old Testament testament to be the supreme revelation and manifestation of the character of god this was no god who was a god of a a particular tribe or a god of a a particular sphere of nature Um, this was the god in which all the essence of creation and being are bound up in him and so this idea of god as revealed as yahweh um, was the central part of the confession of every jew every jew understood um, the seriousness the awesomeness of the fact that there is only one god in the universe and that he has specifically revealed himself to the people of israel now what i want to do is and is is to take another look at this from the perspective of the new testament okay Um, and i want to do this for a couple of reasons one i want to again emphasize to us just the nature of this confession and the meaning and holy uh, awe it held upon the Old Testament people. But then I also want you to understand the essence of what it is that Jesus was claiming about himself and the sort of the heart of his confession. So if you have your Bibles, and I'm certain that you do since this is a Bible devotional series, flip over to John chapter 8. And John is the gospel that gives us the most inside scoop on the nature of the conflicts between Jesus and the religious leaders. And they did everything they could to discredit Jesus. Um, He threatened their power, he made them look foolish, he exposed their hypocrisy. And there's a particular um, set of interactions in John chapter 8, where the Jews are pressing him about who he really is or who does he claim to be. And we can learn something about the nature of who Jesus is and the relevance of Exodus chapter three for us. So I'm gonna read from John eight verses 48 through the end of the chapter. The Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? and the prophet's died who do you make yourself out to be so so they're they're still thinking of things in a linear human way that despite all of these miracles and signs that Jesus is doing the pharisees ascribe these things to a demon right to to witchcraft or trickery and 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 they're pressing him on this and Here we're going to find out Jesus' response. Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say to you that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father rejoiced that he was that he would be I'm sorry, Father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So Jesus uses this moment when they are denying the miraculous works and ascribing them to Um, satan jesus says no no you've got it entirely wrong actually if your hearts weren't hardened if you yourselves were not children of the devil you would see very clearly who i am my works testify to me but who i am is i am and immediately you know that finally the jews um, come to understand the, the, the centrality of what Jesus is claiming here, right? Um, they picked up stones to throw him because they knew exactly what he was saying. Understand now, because he's using that same phrase in the Greek, I am, okay, before Abraham was Yahweh, meaning himself, the implications of what's being said here. Um, he's saying that this Yahweh that you worshipped, that you that you worship, that you believe is behind the holy of holies and hovers over the temple, and appears in the cloud and leads the people in the wilderness. That's me, that's me. Um, I'm not just a messenger from him. I am him, and and it's from this point on that Jesus um, is being sought by the Pharisees, this, the the religious leaders, to be put to death, which is the just penalty for anyone committing blasphemy well of course the the irony in all this is is that jesus couldn't have done anything else to make it clear who he was but they still refused to believe they refused to believe because they did not want to believe because there was too much at stake to admit the truth and um and that's a whole other lesson for a whole different time but as it relates to our study of exodus okay Can you see now why Jesus' claims about himself evoked so much controversy and so much agitation, right? He was claiming to be Yahweh. That's one thing we want to note. A second thing we want to note is that we need to understand that if we want to know the Yahweh, okay, that is depicted in Exodus chapter 3 and all throughout the Old Testament, then we come to know jesus jesus is the clearest manifestation um, physically speaking and everywhere else to tell us the very nature of god so we don't follow a prophet we don't merely we don't follow a priest merely or a king merely we we follow yahweh the lord of the universe the self-disclosing god and because